Hello, and welcome to episode 201 of the Gaming Fix podcast on December 4th, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite TV channel, joined today by Alex. God, I haven't... (laughs) I haven't turned a television on in a long time with regards to like, you know, I haven't turned like a channels. cable box on or something. Yeah. So, haven't used the, the TV input on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if I had to pick a channel, I'd say channel three because that's where you would. Yeah, always, sure. That's, that's the gamer's channel. Exactly. How about for you? No, I like, you know, I'm. I'm old enough to remember using Channel 3, but I don't have, like, a, a strong, like, affection for it or anything. But, you know, it's, it's got to be Cartoon Network for all the, uh, you know, the anime gateway that it was at the time. Yeah, we didn't have Cartoon Network here, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. Uh, yeah, Ed and Eddie, famous Canadian uh, cartoon that was yeah. apparently not famous in Canada at all, but was really popular it. in America. It, yeah, yeah I, I, I just, I, who was it? Uh, it was the voice actress for Naz, who later became Chie in Persona 4, mm-hmm. in like Persona mm-hmm. 4 Golden. She was, yeah, so she's Naz. And she did like an interview with Kind of Funny back before they became Kind of Funny, I believe. And uh, she was saying like, the show didn't really take off in Canada, but then they, took off in america and she was like telling all the other actors in the show like no like in america this is huge uh so you know stuff like that uh yeah but that dragon ball yu yu hawk show gundam also all sorts of things on uh Dang. adult swim and whatnot yeah gateway we, drug for the canadians in the house we had ytv which kind of rebroadcast a lot of those shows but not the anime like that's where we would watch your Ed, Ed and Eddie's and your Angry Beavers, oh. like basically the Nickelodeon shows, also. Yeah. So. Oh, weird, because there was two separate channels uh, yeah. in, America, those, in America, but those kind of got consolidated here, and like the occasional like Disney Channel show would show up there too. So. But we had like satellite when I was a kid because I grew up in the country, uh, and so no cable. <laughs> uh, so had satellite, and then one day. My cat, may he rest in peace, knocked over, like, the receiver in, like, the living room where, right. as a child, I would watch TV and, like, bent, like, the receiver antenna. <laughs> and it, like, just knocked out half the channels that we were supposed to get in that room only. And I tried to tell my mom, like, hey, the cat broke the thing and so we don't get, like, Cartoon Network or, like, Nickelodeon anymore. She's like, I don't, what are you talking about? It's bullshit. At, and so it never got fixed. So then all I had was Disney Channel. So then I had to, you know, <laughs> I got really into Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> Naturally. Like Hannah yeah. Montana. Um, no, this was long before Hannah Montana. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, uh, this would have been before, like, before 2000, 2002. Oh, uh, so you got, yeah, like, like your, you just got super into Kim Possible. Was Kim Possible even on at the time? I thought it was relatively maybe. early. It was, but I, maybe maybe some Kim Possible was on. How about how about, uh, how about even Stevens? Yes, even Stevens. <laughs> Proud Family, uh, Lizzie McGuire, uh, yeah. Disney Channel original movies, Smart House, 
uh, know what that is. <laughs> uh, it's so, like there's a single dad and he's got two kids and they like the kid, the son entered. I think he might hack his way into a competition or he enters a competition to like win a smart okay. house. Maybe he doesn't hack. He just like enters a, you know, a competition, a drawing raffle or whatever. And they win a smart house and it's got like, you know, it's like 90s, like future smart or whatever. So there's like, oh, you push this button and then like a steak pops out. And the whole wall is a TV screen that plays like Duran Duran uh, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And then the the house AI is like, oh, these kids need a mom. And it watches a bunch of like 50s TV shows. And then it becomes like a 50s housewife, but is like, no, you (laughs) can't leave the house. Ah, I'm a robot mom. And then that's there's conflict and then they solve it yeah and then it turns into 2001 a space odyssey and the kids uh, are never yeah, yeah, allowed yeah. to leave yeah. yeah got it uh that and brink brink is uh, the game well, no no yeah. the, the, the the disney channel original skate uh it's a roller rollerblading movie oh uh, i was gonna say because brink was underrated i think it was fine it was but people hated that game i i never played it 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 got overhyped and then when it came out it was just okay so people said it was the worst thing ever uh-huh. but it but it was just oh. okay oh so you mean just how all video games ever now come out brink yeah. was just ahead of its time yeah happy 10 year anniversary brink <laughs> <laughs> i think it came out in 2011 if i remember right <laughs> oh, well uh yeah so too many games uh, are perfectly fine and treated like they're bullshit. Such like as Battlefield, Battlefield 2042. <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're over here having a great time. Yeah, I'm loving that game. The, and, and the internet <laughs> is just not having it. Nope. Like, why? Oh, God, it's it's fine. It's fine, people. Uh, but we'll, so we'll get weird. to that later. I, I, we'll I went on... Later. We will, but like, I went on some it wasn't twitter i think it was reddit or something and there was someone being like this game is basically turned into call of duty and i don't want to play with call of duty plebs and blah 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 i'm like how does it how is it like call of duty in any capacity (laughs) Uh, you got a gun you you, Uh you click the button and then you shoot the gun oh basically call of duty yeah I missed that. Yeah, well, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, then. Yeah. I think they're right. Uh, yeah, fuck Battlefield. Easy, e- easy to easy to <laughs> mistake the two. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, there are people playing that game with fucking don't buy twenty forty two as their name. I'm like, what the fuck are you? What the fuck yeah. are you doing? You're who, in the game. <laughs> who are you advertising this to? The other people who bought the game. What are you doing? Who are what? What are you complaining about? I don't understand. I don't even uh, get why people are so grumpy about with it at this point. Yeah, whatever. Nah, we don't have to get into it. Yeah, well, I, what, whatever. We're, I mean, we're we're talking about it, and it's just the two of us, so we could talk about whatever we want, whenever hell we yeah. want. Hell yeah. Uh, and on the topic of Battlefield twenty forty two, since we're here, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that game, and uh, that finally some like ongoing content uh has been like leaked and revealed yeah. and uh so the first season doesn't start until next year uh, i'm not sure exactly when 
but before that they're having it you have to buy the season pass and if you've got the ultimate edition through like ea play or if you paid the hundred dollars yeah you get the first uh, year of content or whatever yeah yeah um but they're doing a preseason like event kind of thing and like every week there will be challenges you can do that week and then if you complete the challenges you can unlock some stuff and people are all mad about the skins that you can unlock and they're great well some of them are great some of them are like eh, whatever but some of them are real good like they have for boris who is the the russian guy who i he's the sentry guy right yeah he's the the fortification sentry dude oh, like yeah, his, yeah. his icons so, the little the little the little castle okay well is he the is he the one with the who builds the walls or is he the one no. who builds the uh he's he, he's built he's the, the he's gun. the he's the turret okay, sentry yeah. slash turret so yeah. Yeah, so uh, there is a father, uh, Father Winter, I believe they call the skin, uh, yeah. and you can kind of assume what it looks like uh, if you just made like a a Kris Kringle into a hardened military uh, specialist. Yeah, it's like a very swole uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> his, his his face is like real like dollar store action figure kind of like very it's very silly but it's, it's great. great like i will i want it i want that skin i would totally, uh, especially because totally it's, it's especially because it's going to piss people off totally uh also for the tank one of one of the tanks they've got just like a christmasy skin that looks like a ugly christmas sweater like reindeer on the sides like around the treads and like red and green kind of like camo. It's great. Oh no. Oh, oh yes. Otaku oh, oh, no. update update. Uh, oh no. From December oh, no. 3rd, 2021 at two 30 battlefield. Oh, Santa is dead. The gamers what? killed him. Battlefield oh, 2422 developer dice interactive announced on Twitter that it will not in fact be adding the father winter skin to battlefield 2042. In a thread, the developers state that they work months in advance to give them options based on player reception, so they've decided not to implement all of the uh, holiday skins this year. I, for one, am heartbroken by the news. Rest in peace, Gun Santa. Thank you for your service. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, dude. This community is terrible. <laughs> this The Battlefield 2042 community is fucking trash. Yeah, they're, they're uh, awful. I mean, like in game, I've actually had pretty decent experiences with people. Like they've been pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, Like I would say eighty percent of the time. Yeah. They've been playing on Asian servers, so I'm just looking at the chat, going, "I have no idea what you're saying." (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Until you start playing with Filipinos or Singaporeans or Malaysians. Yeah, yeah. Like I I do English. Yeah, Yeah, I do occasionally see some English, but it's a lot of just like, like, are you? Yeah, like, are you set? What are you? Because like they're typing. I don't know if it like supports. I don't know if it's like translating or like, or like putting it into like English or I don't know what's going on, but uh, it's or not even in English, but putting in like Roman letters. But I'm like, you know, it's like me bow, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I'm like, is that Chinese? Is it, is it, I don't know. Nice. It's, it's a lot of things like buns. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but. Yeah, so I just I have no idea what people are talking about. You know, occasionally get the lull or like question mark, question mark, question mark, and stuff like <laughs> that. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, like fuck that community and just 
taken all the fun out of it. But, you know, yeah. I, I don't think they did, they necessarily did that because of community backlash. But, like, let them do dumb shit with it. Like, yeah. Again, people driving up, you know, people are driving, uh, or were, I, they probably patched it by now, but people were driving hovercrafts, hovercrafts. Up, up the side of buildings because there was a bug that let you, like, ride the zip lines up with a, you know, uh, with the car or with the, what are they called? I can't even, the hovercraft. Yeah. And, you know, people flying planes into shit and whatnot. Like it's, it's just, it's goofy. And they all have like dumb lines that they say at the end of the match. Like this game is like, it's not that serious. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking at the, um, the battlefield 2042 subreddit and just everything is negative here. Literally everything. Goodbye, everyone. Battlefield as a franchise died in the last few weeks, and I'm sad is a thread title. Like, fucking move on and go away. We don't care. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants you here. It's, Get out of it's, here. A, it's a good game. I feel bad for like these devs who worked on it for probably the better yeah. part of like five years, if I were to guess, and made a good game. And just people are just like, yeah, it's bad. It's like, why? Oh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, they're like, some things where I'm like, ah, sure, it seems a little hard to coordinate, like, uh, like the final assault on some of these buildings and like breakthrough. Uh, sure, you know when you have like, to like assault the top of a of a skyscraper, like th- those are pretty rough. Uh, if you can't like get the team coordinated, but like you know whatever, it's a game. I don't who gives a shit. Uh, yeah, like there's certainly refinement they could add. Like, yeah, yeah. like there's some stuff that can be improved. Like the squad system, I don't think that's quite there yet. That's fine. Like spawn yeah. camping is still there that sucks but whatever and like hit registration i haven't played since the update but one before that like you know that stuff that can be improved though like the core of it is really good like and yeah whatever (laughs) the reception to battlefield has been baffling to me yep yep 100 percent. yeah i they're not doing father winter they better have some good shit Uh, i wonder when (laughs) did they is there any news when that's coming out i assume it's not sure because it was like Christmassy themed but uh, I'm, I'm not sure uh, uh, I'm, look, I'm looking but I don't see anything about I, a, about a date okay uh-huh okay well I gotta I just saw this on Kotaku because you mentioned Kotaku Uh-oh. and so now I gotta send it to I'm just Know where I put this? I'm just gonna. Okay, it's in the Discord. Uh, First, you gotta click on it. Okay. The Dick and Balls GameCube controller is not (laughs) safe for work. (laughs) Oh no! I'm not adding this as our as our image for the for the episode. A GameCube with fucking ball is a GameCube with truck nuts. Or not a yeah. GameCube, a GameCube controller with truck nuts, basically. That uh, was given to Ludwig, a uh, streamer. I'm not sure why. Because uh, here he won some tournament, and mm-hmm. a custom maker would make anything he wanted for this GameCube controller. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And naturally, oh, wow, yeah, those pictures. Yeah, that's just it's beautiful. Yep. yep. Oh, wow, and the controller <laughs> plug, too, if you saw that. Yep, is just the head of a penis. Yep. It's just a, just a wiener. Thanks that's, for uh, bringing this to my attention, Kotaku. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, link is not going to be in the show notes. You can look, you can just search for it. 
You, you can search Dick and Balls GameCube controller on yeah, Google. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah, I'll probably get you there. <laughs> uh, uh, but in, in the meantime, uh, we're going to discuss... <laughs> moving on. Some, some, non, some non-Battlefield games. Uh, uh, I guess. We like it, damn it. I am glad that as a cast, like this is one thing. Like every, Everyone else hates this game. And We're actually, not everyone, but most somehow, people hate it. And then the three of us who have played it are like actually, actually like, yeah, no, this is fun. This is a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Battlefield 2042 is a great time, is real fun when you don't have dorks in your ear telling you it's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of dorks in your ear telling you uh, things, uh-huh. you're, you're playing Endwalker. And yeah. I've always got these dorks in my ear telling me Final Fantasy 14. It's the best game of all time. It is. And you're one of those. Dorks. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would say it's the best of all time, but I, I think it's really, it's really the good. best Final Fantasy of all time is what many say. I, uh, I would tend to say that's reasonable, but I also have not played a ton of the um, more recent Final Fantasies. Like I haven't played uh, thirteen. I haven't played fifteen. I haven't played. 11 i think i played 10 i played i played 10 too for sure because that one was actually interesting what oh i didn't hate 10 too yeah i i I didn't hate it either i didn't finish it um i don't know if i finished it either (laughs) i I rented it or something but yeah yeah. so i don't know if i would say like definitively is is there like a 10 to tie-in here in endwalker I think there was a 10 tie-in with a previous expansion. Uh, I thought there were, weren't they talking about Blitzball or something with this new one? I, I thought. Oh, maybe. I haven't seen. I've been kind of avoiding uh, media. That might have been a joke. That might have been a joke, but I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow they did it. They do lots of references to old games. From from my understanding, the, uh, Endwalker uh, has a lot uh. of stuff coming in from Final Fantasy IV. Just with regards to mm. references, which I think is interesting, because that's probably one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. There, there is a reference to Ten and Endwalker. Okay, I, I will oh. run into that at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, it's yeah. You mentioned falling off of it in our chat, being like, yeah, yeah, eh, probably done for now. And it's, I, it's. I, un- got... I think, I think you also fell off at possibly the slowest point of that entire. Uh, in, in like Doha or whatever it is, Doha. The Doma. Yeah, I, I yeah. at least I didn't call it the One Piece Samurai Land <laughs> this Again. time, which I did the last <laughs> t- last two times I talked about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I got I got to Doma. I played through I don't know a couple hours, and is yeah, it is very slow, and like overall, the, like for me, the the high points and like the stuff I really enjoy in the story are so few and far between uh and the the gameplay is like it's fine but it's not like super engaging and so i've I've just yeah i've given up on it for now maybe i'll come back someday but for now it is uh i've given up on that journey yeah and like i think that for me that's almost exactly where i had fallen off for like three or four months if you remember that like i just kind of had stepped away from it and then eventually was like fine i'll get back to it and walker's been announced i'll 
finish Shadowbringers. Ugh, you know, <laughs> like I, I wasn't well, too hot on finish, it either. Uh, Stormblood, finish Stormblood. I know. Were... Yeah. Well, I, I was like, I need to get to Shadowbringers oh, and yeah, finish okay, that okay, because yeah. people are like, yeah, it's really good, whatever. Uh, and I finished Stormblood, and I would say the end of the Stormblood just main patches. I was like, that's probably like a six or seven out of ten experience, which is unfortunate because like Heaven's Word was like an eight or nine. I actually really liked Heaven's Word. And I think that's kind of been the general consensus is that Heaven's Word is a stronger uh, expansion than Stormblood was. Uh, however, the Stormblood patches are really good. So it, but, and then it's like, oh, okay, once, once you get into those, it's like, okay, the pace is more interesting and they're actually doing good stuff with the lore and they're not treating mm-hmm. Lise like a background character as much because <laughs> they kind of mm-hmm. screwed her over in Stormblood, in my opinion, which is too bad because yeah. she was interesting. Uh, and then Shadowbringers rips. It's extremely good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's sh- like basically Stormblood is a big lull. Not in like the lull, 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 like LOL hashtag memes thing, but it, it has a large lull and it's just not. Okay. You have to, you have to, so, you have to get through it. If like, you know, I would say, uh, Realm Reborn is a pretty big lull, and it, which it is the start. It is very slow, in my opinion. It is a, like the low point of the series uh, or of the game so far. Then Stormblood, it, it gets better. Uh, it you know there are, there are like high moments or have yeah Heaven's Word like you yeah. know it, then it's like okay now we got some uh, cooler stuff happening uh, more often, and then kind of slows back down with uh, Stormblood. Then it's everyone hot on Shadowbringers. What's up with Endwalker? Is it is it another lull? Are we going higher? Are we is it plateaued? What are we doing? It's funny because one of the main lyrics in the song is higher. <laughs> so um, it's as, almost I like you were making the, a reference. Wait, did they just use did they just use the song from uh, what is it, what is that movie? Uh, summer camp movie. The what high school uh, musical? Wet, wet hot American summer. Oh. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. From the series, like uh, that Netflix did. Chris Pine sings a song. I've not Hi, seen it. Yeah. So, oh no, it's certainly not like that. <laughs> um, so I'm only like three hours in for what it's worth. Two or three hours in. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still in like the third main story quest because like I've also spent some time. I play a summoner main and they completely change that job like from the ground up and in like in an interesting way i actually haven't even done a dungeon yet or a duty with it yet i've been just uh, duty. so i <laughs> nice one uh i logged in and my hot bar like half of the hot bar the items were just white with like a red line through it it's <laughs> like this skill no longer exists and i was like okay oh great okay I, I need to reset everything now um and like yeah. basically had to go through all of the abilities from like level one just be like okay what has changed uh and go through it and just be oh, like rem- remake my hotbar and it's hard because it's like i don't know what the um the order is for like the skills anymore because like there was a rotation that you did with summoner before that was like very deliberate and they introduced it to you gradually and now it's like okay you have you have the entire uh ability pool available to you you figure it out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there was no way to ease back into it. So I've been still figuring out what that is, but it doesn't seem that bad. I just haven't done it yet. Um, so that was like an hour of my experience. And then the other hour or two was actually getting into the story. And my worry going in was that like, I don't know why I had this worry of just like, 
maybe this isn't going to be as good as Shadowbringers. Maybe it's just not going to be, it's not going to reach those same heights. It's, you know, maybe they've lost their touch. Just like a, the cynic in me was just immediately like, oh, what if this sucks? I don't want it to suck. Ever, everyone, all the good people are working on Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. And like, I'm, it, there's no reception, right? Like there's no, n- no reviewers went out and finished the campaign. Like, cause they don't do that. Uh, for especially not for an MMO. So it's not like you're seeing people being like, yeah, it's good or whatever. Like even I have not really seen much reception on the Twitter sphere and the Reddit sphere and mm-hmm. stuff being like, like I know th- like there were definitely people with early access to it. Like, uh, they, like media they, people who had like uh, people like uh, was it Michael Hyam had like early access so he could like write shit for fanfight. Right. And there was events like there was like yeah, yeah. events where they were basically invited to talk with the team and like get like five hours with it or something like that um and it's probably those that those those articles came out of but um and with all of that i will say uh getting like into the new area the new zone and interacting with some new characters and stuff there's a guy named dickon like d-i-c-k-o-n or dick on and it just made me laugh because his name is dick on um it's good (laughs) basically um it has a lot of comedy in it that actually okay. hits and I wasn't expecting that like um okay. in a well minor spoiler I guess for those who care uh or like skip ahead like 30 seconds but uh, a major part of the scions is now Istinian is with you and just uh-huh. his his dynamic around like all of these really like weird funny like strange characters like Alice and stuff like that is fantastic. Cause he's just so, uh, stoic and dry, yeah. but it, he's also kind of become like, you can tell like they, they've done really amazing character work. Like you can tell that now he feels at home with these weirdos. So he like lets his guard down a little bit. Like one of the first things is like, um, Alphano hasn't seen him in a long time and he's just calling him like, Oh, Hey, sir, Estinian, how have you, how have you been doing today? And then Estinian just gives him like this death glare of being like, why are you being so formal? <laughs> like it's, it's really, it's really good. Like it, the writing has been great. The characters are great. Um, the, the conceit so far has been really interesting. Um, well, what it's is hard. the, what is the main setup? It's hard to talk about without, it's hard to talk about major parts of it without spoiling some Shadowbringer stuff. Um, but the high level thing is that the world is very nearing its end. Like there is a very real threat that if it does not, it is not addressed, then everybody's dead in the world basically. So, so uh, like a, like a giant meteor is coming to earth and not, it's, it's, and it's, a guy, a guy with long hair and a big sword killed your girlfriend. And then he took her materia and then he summoned a giant meteor to come and destroy the earth. Well, thanks for ruining Shadowbringers for our audience, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, that that's that's a joke. That didn't happen in Shadowbringers. Anyways, um, what Final it, Fantasy game did it happen in? Who knows? Final what? Re what? <laughs> um, so time compression. Time compression. It's really interesting because now they're actually tying up a lot of threads that started in A Realm Reborn, um, and it's the thing I find fascinating about it is none of it feels like 
there being um oh what's the term retconning it doesn't seem like they're looking back and finding nuggets of information they're like oh we can go back to this and pretend it was there the whole time no it seems like they had they actually had a plan this entire time and it's like they seeded all this foreshadowing in and like there's actually videos of people uh like pyro is a big wow lore guy and recently has been really into final fantasy 14 and he's deep into Shadowbringers now i think and like you you watch this you watch his streams and he's like got a paper notebook next to him that he's always filling stuff into like he's writing down lore and he'll reference back to lore from like old games and he's going through Shadowbringers, being like they talked about this in a realm reborn like in detail but you didn't know what it meant and now they're just showing you and stuff like there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on in endwalker already that's like i'm really interested in how they're going to wrap everything up um but yeah, yeah Hilo, this Hilo, is the end of the scions story which is what yes. was started in realm reborn exactly yeah that's 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 how it's laid out it'll yeah it'll continue on after like you know in the patches and after this story or it'll like basically the, the story of final fantasy 14 will continue but it'll be a new correct saga it'll be, some, it'll be something new no one knows yet well maybe some people know i don't know maybe some people like boosted yeah. to the top level and did the last dungeons and now they know i don't know i mean maybe i, maybe, I mean they might not know because i mean usually it like it ends right and then they have like the like that's the end of the story and then okay now they're like the first patches come out and then like okay here's the new story right but yeah that's generally how they uh shadowbringers did it a little bit differently but yes um (laughs) uh but overall yes you're correct anyways the high level conceit is yeah there's like this cataclysmic thing that could be happening it's man-made uh we'll say so it's global warming exactly it is all just a, a an allegory for climate change um and basically there's one like again some spoilers but it's not major spoilers but it's whatever um at this point near at the end of like the Shadowbringers patches you have kind of created a great alliance between nations and this includes all of the uh beast tribes so now all of the beast tribes have representatives in like this alliance and they're considered like major like they're you know they have representation in this nation which is great um which is part of the reason i kept when pat kept complaining about the beast tribes i was like you should keep playing because they very much humanize them in a great way um and this that stuff is fantastic but anyways everyone is together uh everyone's cool they're all uniting against this this common evil and there's one nation uh that you kind of still need to convince because without them the you're fire nation exactly and then they attacked but no um it's charlian which you've heard referenced many times because it's the place that like um uh the twins are from like they okay. came from from that nation it's where uh Yishtola studied and that's where master matoya was from like it's like the faraway nation of really intelligent people basically and like where every, everybody got mega educated uh that's where thancred was like raised and all this kind of stuff so uh it's the last nation and they're just like nope we're not gonna help you like fuck you <laughs> and so like now you're basically traveling there to see if you can finally convince them because it's it is a it without their help like we need every last resource kind of thing otherwise we're we're boned so um that's the conceit thus far at a high level um there's other stuff going on that's really fascinating if you know um what happened to shadowbringers 
but I'm not going to spoil that. So yeah, so far okay. it's good. Um, again, I'm only two or three hours into the actual story, but the writing has been on point. The comedy has been surprisingly great. And yeah, the, for Shadowbringers people, having finished that as soon as the narration started in this, I was like, fuck yes. Because the narrator is amazing. And uh, it's a major character from Shadowbringers that uh, I'm glad they brought back, even if it's in just a voice capacity. But I'm really curious how that character might still be relevant. Because generally the narrator characters have been extremely relevant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. it's I'm really like, looking forward to what they do with that. Yeah. Like in Heaven's Word, it's uh, the dude writing the, uh, the Heaven's Word book from the head of the House Four Temps. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. That's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I wish that it was for me, uh, you know, like I, I just wish it was, uh, or not in an MMO format or, you know, in a different format. I don't even know, but, uh, yeah, glad people are enjoying it. It seems like, uh, we'll see as like people get further into it. If it, uh, measures up to, you know, the reputation that has been given it. Part of me thinks yeah. like it'll just like for now it'll be like oh yeah this is great this is awesome, or there'll be like a contingency of just like oh no this is bullshit because there's always like some of that when a new thing comes out and they then put once, in a like, the Santa a Santa costume how fucking dare they <laughs> oh I'm sure there's like there must <laughs> there be is, Santa there, there are, there cosmetics is, there yeah is, there is but <laughs> like you know reading you know when there's like in any sort of fandom when like the new thing comes out there's always like the contingents of like oh this is disappointing this isn't exactly what i like theorized and wanted the story to be it's not what i expected so it's bad uh and it's interesting like I, yeah being into like getting into the stormlight archive this year and seeing like even like six nine months six to nine months later after nice. the most recent book came out yeah uh and hearing like you know when uh, rhythm of war came out the fourth book in the stormlight archive people were just like, oh, this is not good, this is bad, and, uh, you know, it's not what they wanted. And, it, you know, it's different from the other books in the series, and, like, each book is kind of its own thing. Uh, but Rhythm War is, like, actually, like, pretty diehard in its, uh, it, in, like, part of its story, which is weird and cool. Uh, but, yeah, so there's, like, a, a large contingent of the fandom, or a vocal contingent, at least, maybe not large, who were like, oh, this isn't good. But that kind of happens with every release in like a major media thing, it seems like. Yeah, it's and I think like I can basically leave the thoughts here, but uh, people were worried about the same thing with Shadowbringers because yeah, um, some, well, it was coming out uh, Stormblood, which people seem to not like, right? So I think at, at the time, not as much at the time, people were fine with it, but it's the kind of thing where when you compare it to what it's sandwiched between, it doesn't hold up as much. Um, but there's a major conceit within Shadowbringers, which I still don't want to spoil because if you don't know it, it's really cool to go into it and just see it. Uh, but there's a major conceit that a lot of the fandom was like, really? That's what you're doing? Ugh. Like even just hearing it described, people are like, that sounds boring. But then it happens and it's amazing. Um, and they nail it in such a way that like, if you saw on Twitter, people were like, sad to say goodbye to that patch or to that expansion they're like man this was like the best gaming experience i've ever had um so they're like 
sad to say goodbye to it just in general like no matter yeah. if it was replaced by something better or, or whatever but yeah, yeah. but yeah either way natsuko ishikawa is the writer for both of these and she has definitely like earned a reputation as being pretty much a, a goat <laughs> all right uh, well uh while you're walking in the end i hear you're all shit also edu in the cationals <laughs> I was gonna see how you were how you were gonna pull that together, but it's like it's like end Walker educational. Like there's there's something there. I I I'm not gonna find it. Uh, You're playing edutainment games, or what are you doing here? Zumbinis, Oregon Trail. What are you doing? So I am playing an educational game. Um, I'm only about another hour or two into this one. I haven't had that much gaming time this week. Learning your times tables. What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, finally, I'm finally learning how to do long division. Uh, okay. 20, 20 years later. Uh, so I, I was made privy to this video game by a coworker of mine who said, Hey, look, this is free on Epic game store where it's like, well, I haven't loaded up Epic game store in a long time. Um, <laughs> and I don't particularly like Epic it. game store, but like this one seemed interesting enough. I was like, okay, I'll try it because it's free. Let's let's give it a shot. And it is called While True Learn. Um, okay. Oh. And what it is, is it's kind of an educational game for programming um, and specifically for machine learning. Uh, mm. And it's it's stylistic and it's got this cute aesthetic and it's got this really bizarre story where basic, it starts really simply with like kind of a motion comic style thing where uh, you're a programmer, you run into this major bug and you're like, Oh, I can't feel it. I'm going to go step away and just make some coffee or something before I get too upset at my code. Gur, gur, gur. So the character steps away and then the cat sits at the computer and solves the problem mm-hmm. and then returns back. And, um, and like the guy returns back and is like, wait, you solved that. How did you do that? Kitty cat. And the kitty cat's just all meow, you know? So, um basically you decide how like obviously my cat is some form of genius how 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 do i understand what my cat is saying so you go to like a stack overflow equivalent called cat overflow asking like okay how do i recognize animal speech and then it's like well that's like step 20 you need to learn steps one through 20 like you know one through 19 first in order to understand the concepts of machine learning that will eventually lead you to understanding your cat um okay so yeah and that's basically the conceit right is it's teaching you like it's actually almost like a teaching you how to speak to your cat eventually yeah and it's teaching you programming concepts right from the start um about like how machine learning got it started so it's like this really interesting blend of like uh like kind of a pragmatic approach where you're getting hands-on with like figuring out the logic and it's like a puzzle game of like okay Mm. on the left side you have this bucket of um red colored things and blue colored things and at the right side you have a receptacle that wants red colored things and another receptacle that wants blue colored things so you're gonna have to just put in this piece of logic that splits those up and sends the blue ones to the blue one red one to the red one it's simple stuff like that and it's like okay and it's just progressing you through and it's teaching you like okay in the real world this is known as blah 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 right like it's it's showing you like, okay, if you're interested in this, 
this is where it came from here. Like it, it, it's interesting because between sections, it'll tell you, okay, like it, it'll have a, it'll pop a screen up that has split in half on the left and right side. On the left side, it's like, okay, in this game, it's like, you're going to use these like uh, abstracted kind of gameplay mechanics that are going to do this. And it's called the real world thing. It could be a decision tree. It could be, uh, you know, any kind of these, any kind of things, an expert system, et cetera, um, which come from early machine learning. Um, I imagine it gets into stuff like collaborative filtering later. Like I'm already training models, which is fun. But anyways, on the left side, it's like, this is the gameplay stuff. And then on the right side, it's like, okay, this was invented by this person and that person in Stanford. Uh, it was written in R or C plus plus or something. And here's, if you want to learn more about it, here's a link to some articles. Here's a link to some videos. Here's a link to a full course. Like mm. it's really fascinating wow. actually. Like it's actually able to teach you and it has like educational resources available and like direct links to like their discord. They're like, Hey, are you running into trouble? Join our discord community. Are, they're happy to help kind of stuff. Um, and it's like, if you want to work on projects like these, our discord community is always happy to like work on actual code projects. It's like, here's where to learn Python. Here's, uh, mm. if you're looking for jobs, here's like a reputable board that posts machine learning jobs and stuff like that. And like, wow. it's, it's actually like a really good resource. And I, uh, like cool. there's some, there's some things I could criticize about it. Like I would say it's a little bit repetitive. Like, um, there's like, it's, it's, it's sound like it definitely everything makes sense and the logic puzzles are fun but like it's not like it it, it because it's doing a slow pace and i think yes. it's good that it's doing a slow pace you're kind of doing things iteratively that might take like you know it's like oh i figured this out in about two seconds it took me about uh five seconds to wire it up and then i had to watch it for 20 seconds it's like yeah. where rather i just be like oh i solved this click go next like you know um that would be the ideal but it whatever it's fine um it's yeah. It's not, also not necessarily designed for you as someone who is more familiar yeah, like, with the topics already. Sure. And like for me, I, I do, I, I program in machine learning all the time. Yeah. Like that's a major part of my, my job. Um, so like, yes, I'm familiar with these concepts and <laughs> solving some of these problems. It's like, it takes me about a second to look at it and be like, Oh, okay. It's just, we're doing, blah, we're doing the stochastic approach, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, okay, let's just do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's done. But you know, it took, 30 seconds to watch it happen um yeah so like that kind of stuff like sure that can be crit critiqued uh i don't think it was made by a native english speaker so sometimes the grammar is weird but you know what who cares that's that doesn't matter <laughs> uh like the concepts it's teaching are what's important and i think it does a really good job with them um and i would recommend it to pretty much anyone who's interested in programming um especially if you're interested in machine learning but you just haven't had any exposure to it um and even if you don't know code i think you'd be fine with it because because it's all like node based right so. <clears throat> it's node based it's basically visual programming um like it's you're you're doing you're setting up logic you're not necessarily writing functions at least not yet maybe you do later i haven't gotten to that if so um i'm only in like the it splits it into sections basically i'm in like i'm like most of the way through the second section just about to run into the third one so i don't know how many sections there are like six or seven maybe but um yeah it's really it's really interesting um i think it's really good uh so it's free on epic game store right now which yep. I, I would recommend it um if you want to do it that way it's also on steam i think it's also on ipads and android tablets 
So, um, and I think that would actually be a really great place to do it. Um, honestly, yeah. like, uh, I think it would be a wonderful iPad game. So, yeah, uh, great I'd, for kids. Like, stick that oh, in front absolutely. of them, and yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, I think it's like it is an educational game, definitely. But I think it is um, stylized enough to where it's entertaining and like yeah and also practical enough to where you're actually learning stuff that it's pretty much completely worth it so yeah there should be more like adult edutainment games that like yeah i've like tackle more complex topics like this like even if you're not like you know uh, because they're they're cool it's it's fun to learn things uh and you know you put in a game and you know you can make a puzzle game or you know do whatever like yeah fun and like I've seen some that try, but they kind of whiff. Like one that I thought yeah. I would like was Learn Japanese to Survive. If you ever saw that, oh, yeah, yeah. Katakana I, I, War. I've not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've looked like, at them. Like I, I don't. I'm like I already. Well, my issue is I've been studying for four and a half years almost. Not to mention the four years I've been in high school, and so, like I'm. Every time I like start a new program, it's like starting over from the beginning. So I have no desire to do something like that. <laughs> totally. But yeah. Yeah. So like I've definitely tried some games just to see what like, like I, I find education important. So like, yeah, I, I care about education quite a bit. Um, but I find that a lot of games that aim for it tend to just not there's just something about them that doesn't work for me and i can yeah. never put my finger quite on why like i think there's some that have done well like rocksmith for example i think is sure. better as a teaching tool than a game um yeah. i would say like to an extent kerbal space program for the concepts is teaching you can kind of be yeah. considered an educational game like minecraft to an extent i would almost say um frog fractions of course but like <laughs> the greatest edutainment game. Yeah. Like, so like some of them definitely nail it. Um, but I think out of the educational games I've tried and again, it's not a prolific genre by any means, but I think this is probably up there as one of the better ones I've, I've experienced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I, I would recommend it to pretty much anyone. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I redeemed it and nice. I'll check that out. Uh, Cause it, it sounds neat. And like, I, at least interested in that kind of stuff and like see how it works and like, Oh, okay. Uh, but you know, whether or not like I follow through on like, Oh, I want to learn more. Maybe not, but at least I, I like yeah. having a surface level understanding of a lot of things. Uh, cause my interests are, you know, five miles wide and half an inch deep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like- yeah, that's, that's cool. So very cool. Yeah. While true sleep or sorry, while true sleep, no, <laughs> while true, while true learn. There we go. Hey, uh, you know, while true sleep as well, we have to go program that into my brain. Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to Andre? For me, what, what's, what's, uh, what's your, your, your gaming related thing of choice this week? Uh, I, you know, I was playing some more battlefield today. I played a lot of battlefield. We talked about that. I was reading a lot. I, I finally finished Mistborn. Uh, oh, the nice. whole ev- everything so far, everything wow. that's out. That's, well, not that's everything a lot. that's out. The main the main books that are out. There are six books out, and then like some like short stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't finished short stories, but I've 
read uh, the main six books. Uh, and so now I'm moving on to some other stuff. But this week, is this has come up in the Cosmere with Mistborn, Stormlight, they're in the Cosmere. And this has come up uh, recently because Arcane, the League of Legends show, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, came out and was rolling out for a few weeks. And then people in these communities, especially the Stormlight community, were like, they should do Stormlight like Arcane and it should look like Arcane. Hmm. And like that style, like it could work. It'd be great. Because a lot hmm. of people were like, hey, I don't want them to do animated. And they should absolutely not try to do Stormlight like Arcane because Stormlight will not get the money that Arcane got. <laughs> sure. Uh, which, yeah, which is Riot a shame. Has, Riot has yeah. infinite budget. So. Yes, they have infinite budget, and like it is, it is a shame that Riot is has been the shit show that it has been in terms of like discrimination and like gender equality and harassment, like in their offices. Uh, that it has been to think like because Arcane is such high quality. To think of the people that were like forced out of the industry because of like the talent and things that could be brought and like different viewpoints could be brought to something like this uh or you know at blizzard or ubisoft or naughty dog or you know with sony whatever whatever company it is um like because arcane is like so good there are so many like awesome aspects of it uh that i think even people who don't are unfamiliar with league of legends and don't care about like the game itself. Like, I think there's a lot for people to like it's. And then there's also just like parts of it that made me cackle with how like ridiculous they were not like they were trying to be funny. Just like, Oh my God, you guys are fucking dorks for like doing this. Sure. Like fucking in the fifth episode, uh, they're a character Vi is walking down like an alley and then you, she walks by some people, and it's fucking Imagine Dragons, just like oh. <laughs> rendered in the show, like, and they're just like playing in this alley, like they're the song. It's like diegetic music, and I'm like, what the? Uh, f- are you kidding me? Uh, and, like it's say... fine. It's, it's like a, it's like a ten second clip, but they're just like, oh look, it's Imagine Dragons. I'm like, what are you, ta- what are you doing? <laughs> then does someone follow it up by saying, Imagine Dragon these nuts or something? Uh, they do not, but they do follow it up Bad. with a sick, absolutely sick, amazing fist fight. Oh. Uh, like, <laughs> okay. The, like, they, they have some really great, like, choreography. Uh, it's like, it's weird to say about an animated show, but, like, they really put a lot of work into making dynamic, like, long take, um, like, fight scenes. This, like, they, because they had basically unlimited budget, so they could do they could take all the time they wanted and like really like go through these scenes and there's no like quick cuts unless that serves like kind of the narrative. They do like a lot of different stylistic choices with the fights. Like it's, it's really cool the way they change things up. Like no, no two fights look the same, even if it's like the same characters fighting, they cut, you know, they're meeting again and having another showdown but the way the fight's presented is totally different to, like, match, you know, the character moods and personality or the characters, like, development and their mood in that situation and where the story is. Uh, and so, like, that stuff is all really cool. It's got a great, um, like, emotional heart to the story. 
complex characters of like uh my favorite character at least like kind of right now as i'm getting back into league is uh jace uh he's he's got a big hammer and his hammer he can switch between like whacking people with it and then he can make it a gun and when you get to see jace like uh use his weapon uh, finally like fight in the show it's like this awesome moment teaming up with someone else and then shit goes bad and like just the way the emotion like you know you can see like the emotions the way it's presented and the story you know all comes to a head uh with that stuff is very interesting and then i'm like as i'm watching i'm just like oh no jace why do why do you fucking suck no don't why why does the character i like have to be an asshole why is he a fucking dork and just ruining everything oh no yeah uh, i haven't watched it i've had it recommended to me by several people at this point to where i'll probably watch it um it just hasn't been a top priority yet yeah uh, but something i found interesting and i don't know the reason for it uh yeah. is that like you know like you see like experts on a certain subject react to something that's about this subject like those oh. videos that show up on youtube like yeah. professional musician reacts to professional music thing yeah. programmer reacts yeah. to this blah 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 like I, I find those videos sometimes annoying and sometimes really fascinating yeah, so yeah, yeah. um but depends depends on who's publishing them <laughs> it, it, that that is a big part of it depends on the subject and depends on yes yes the approach the person. uh yeah yes totally so but it's great watching experts talk about the thing they're experts about and especially when they're passionate about it anyways the thing i've seen for this one is therapists react to arcane like i've seen that showing up quite Uh a bit uh and i'm really interested Uh what that means so Mm -hmm. yeah uh it i mean there it's i would assume it's in reference to one of the main characters um and you know i'll leave it at that but uh it is definitely interesting how it, I don't know if a, it's a retcon kind of like, I don't, you know, I don't know if uh, arcane is supposed to be like, this is the, this is the canonical origin story of these characters and we're retconning it. Cause the character that, and there's going to be a second season they announced already, like second season oh. coming. Cool. Um, and I, who knows when that's going to come? Because you know, presumably they're going to have even more money to work with. Uh, I don't know if they'll give them more time though, which would be a shame. Because do you know? You know give them which, the time. Don't overwork them. Do you know which studio I animated know. it offhand, or was it I, done by Riot I, internally? I don't know. Uh, I you know but, we don't. We, generally, people don't talk about animation studios that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm always but, curious, especially yeah, what, produced what by. French animation studio Fortiche, F O R T I C H E. I'm not familiar, but I'll, I'll look some stuff up about them if you if you got stuff to talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they the way they kind of change the character, like the, one character specifically at the end of the show doesn't necessarily seem a few characters don't necessarily seem like the character they are presented as in league when you're in a game, like their quips, the way they talk doesn't match up with where they end up in the show. And maybe that matches up more with where they go in season two. Cause they set up like it, it ends on like a redonkulous cliffhanger. 
uh, and they they set up they set up a lot. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! Like in a like a holy shit way, not like a how can you do this way? Uh, like they didn't not in a, they didn't finish the show way in a like you know we want to if if there wasn't a second season it would still be satisfying, but knowing there's a second season it's like well shit. Uh, but. Yeah, so the, the characters yeah, don't good get to, to like the same spot. God, the characters don't get to the same spot. So that they are in League of Legends. So it's a little like, right? Why? Hmm, I wonder why they made the choices they made, and it seems like they're being a little more like politically correct is like the lazy way to say it, but trying to be more like tempered in their approach or like moderate you know uh, measured in their approach to like mental health and yeah. uh you know maybe they're avoiding they're avoiding cancellation as much as possible kind of like you know like i mean if they're going to be canceled they would be canceled for like the portrayal of the character in the game you know um and but they make it like they they improve upon the character and they make it more the more interesting but maybe like you know season two they get to be more like that character and like you see how they get there and like you kind of see how they could get there uh through the show but Mm -hmm. it also sets up like later on it sets up how they can integrate more of the world like more of the places in league because this takes place in piltover and Zon, which is like the undercity area, like the, you know, down in the canyon around Piltover. And Piltover is like their technological metropolis. And then Zon, or what they're, uh, what is about to be Zon, or, uh, you know, trying to be Zon, it's kind of a rebel state, is, uh, you know, down in the, the slums, basically. And their, you know, conflict there, economic strife. Uh, so cool. yeah, there's there's oh, yeah. a lot going on there. They, it's not just like an ad for league. I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know, they they put work into it to make an interesting story, and it stands on its own, which is really yeah. cool. And that is there's cool. like really great action. Uh, it's like ni- wonderfully animated. It's it's ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah, and I have an answer about Fortiche. Um, oh, yeah. So it looks like starting in 2014, they're the ones who have done pretty much all of Riot's trailers and kda music videos and stuff Uh like that that makes sense here they have echo seconds league of legends they Uh have get jinxed from lead of league of legends Uh they actually did that was that was a good one they they did some kind of video game trailer which is warriors with imagine dragons so that would uh, be for league that would that would be for worlds uh i believe that would be like okay. th- they did that for a world tournament i don't know which year but yeah they did that yeah. for fair enough yeah uh, it looks like the, yeah. they've done a bunch of music videos for like limousine yep. and freak kitchen and gorillas yeah. surprisingly uh oh. yeah rise the oh, music yeah. video they did kda pop stars music video yep and yep, some marvel stuff sense. and the enemy music video also from riot mm-hmm. so it looks like largely they've been working with riot for since like 2014 so that's cool yeah. oh, that makes sense uh yeah, yeah and th- so yeah this is like they've got a bright future for them uh and hopefully they're getting yeah. like treated well and like allowed like you know they're not having to crunch too much yeah uh give them some agency we'll, we'll see how that goes we'll see how that goes with season two 
because like before uh talking to someone uh, you know i i shot a message to someone i know at riot and they were saying mm. oh yeah no like all that all that work was done before i got here and they got there a few years ago so oh, wow. cool yeah like and they're they're in like kind of the lore department but they're like yeah no i didn't touch any of that that was done when i got here uh so i wonder how far like how far out they plan that stuff and like how long has it been being worked on and stuff like that because it wouldn't surprise me if riot was like well you know if it goes on netflix and then we put out the second season ourselves or something on youtube mm-hmm. or whatever like sure we'll do it because they want to and they can but yeah that's uh it, it's cool and like animation's good the emotions like it's it's more adult than i was expecting to like it like there's uh you know there's swearing there's uh you know some sexy time they don't show anything but you yeah. know implied and like you know they they, they tackle adult topics uh Does, so it's do you do you know if the characters that are shared with league actually have the same voice actors as in game i some of them for sure i'm i'm pretty sure uh let's see uh and some of them i think are different but i i i think uh yeah because like i haven't watched the dota show but from what i understand mm-hmm. the the characters that cross over did have the same voice actors mm. so okay uh, which i which i think is nice for for continuity for fans you know uh-huh so mm, maybe they're not maybe because like Haley steinfeld is vi and don't think Haley Steinfeld is in League of Legends. Uh, let's see. Hell yeah. It's fact that, that would be on very funny. Uh, okay, let's okay, okay. Cross check the wiki and the okay, what are we doing? Here? We're just, <laughs> oh, I see. No, no, you should train a machine to do this with learning, and I have a yeah. game for you that will teach you how to do it. Well, see what they did is the, what the, <laughs> wait. Oh, this then like okay. Oh my god! <laughs> so they they did this page and they've got. I guess it's alphabet. No, is it alphabet or no? It's what is this order? I don't know what this order is. Is it champion alphabetical? What is this? I don't know. And there are like multiple. I think it's alphabetical order, but there are multiple voice actors and actresses for certain characters. Like for different like regions? Changed, or? You know, oh, okay. No, Got I think it. this is just like they've changed over time. Got and it. like different skins maybe. Hmm. Uh, and then some, yeah. So they've got like multiple entries and I, yeah. But it, yeah. So it seems like maybe largely they are not the same. Okay. Uh, but like they're they're good performances and I, I don't know what the thought behind it is uh no that's cool yeah i was just curious about the continuity yeah it's uh and it it's it's kind of a prequel kind of kind of like it's it's weird like how it fits in but it's like basically a prequel to in like origin story for these characters how they got to meet and you know how they became who they are uh and then do you get a does that fucking the dragon, the whatever Vox show up. Vox? What? 
the the Baron, Baron? Un, unshakable voice. Unshakable voice. What? what yeah. That's like one of the few things I know about League lore. Is like there's some angry dragon. Uh, let's see. Unshakable voice, League of Legends. This is even I. In Volius Vox, uh, the unshakable yeah, voice. Oh, okay. This is in Legends of Runeterra. Okay. There's uh, a single celestial mind who speaks simultaneously through countless beings spread across the cosmos. His legendary voice echoes through time and space, summoning his kin to him. Um, I'm going to okay. guess not. <laughs> so, no, but there is... He, there is another dragon who's like a he's like a star dragon he's huh. in there he's he's in league. Yeah. he's not in the show he's in league uh but Imagine yeah so they didn't they didn't do anything like that but yeah there there are references to other they, they set up other like areas of the country or of the world uh and have them uh you know primed for a season two appearance and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with those characters because it's it's it brought in like the evil empire at the end basically thick yeah always always good to have an evil empire and dragons yeah dragon d's nuts uh speaking of dragon d's nuts mm-hmm. you can take two of d's nuts and drag them across What's this guy's name? Strauss Zelnick? Is that is that who it is? Uh, is he the Take Two guy? I think so because no. that name is that name has always been the best name in the industry. Uh, he's, he, when did, yeah okay okay yeah 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 okay he yes he is chief executive officer officer of Take Two yeah. and uh, yo fuck Take Two well, what what are they even doing they have what what is filed. What does this headline say here, Andre? It it's, it takes it it takes it takes two for take two to take legal action on trademark. There we are. Lovely. <laughs> so, uh, Hazelight, uh, Joseph Fares is development studio. Uh, they did Brothers, Tale of Two Sons, A Way Out, and then this year's uh, It Takes Two. Yeah. Which, which has which which has extremely positive reception I've, yes it's it's good it's really good it's yeah. one of the best things i played this year cool. uh if maybe maybe the best um it's it's really good uh and take two is taking legal action to bar them from using it takes two as a name yep oh, it's so stupid it incredibly and also, why did it take? Like it's six it's just months? a phrase. I yeah. Or more than that. Well, more than March? that because like yeah. sure, and then it was announced before oh. that. Like we, you know. So like, is like, just get out of here. Get yeah. out of here. Take two. No. Like what? Like basically, they're just kind of bullying this mm-hmm. smaller studio for no real reason. Like, I. I don't know personally, like, um, if 
I ever thought of the company Take Two or Two K upon seeing that game's name ever up until never them uh, them throwing their um mm-hmm. th- them throwing their weight around. But apparently, like um, Take Two has also been pretty litigious when it comes to other words. Like apparently, they've been going after people who have used words like civilization or rockstar or mafia uh, in places like. Really, just take to really uh, garner in the goodwill of the fans. They took down all the GTA, oh, the GTA mods, mods and were issuing D- DMCA stuff on that. And then they, you know, yeah, I assume they were involved in putting out the GTA remastered stuff. Almost uh, assuredly, yeah. It's just like it's it's so like. They, you know, they could just be lying low and like, hey, everyone's mad at Activision, everyone's mad at Ubisoft, but nobody's mad at us. But then there's well, like, no, we're we're gonna we're gonna so, be assholes too. And well, except like, for the GTA Definitive Edition. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, but, you know, they could be just like weathering that, like, oh, our bad. But then they just keep doing shit like this. Yep. These like, there's a lot of hubris when it comes to the the top ends of this industry yeah what to what end <laughs> to what fucking end like oh no they, like yeah i can't imagine the pr team is particularly happy about this one like it seems like the kind of thing where it's just some executive caught wind of it, it was like it takes two hey they can't do that and they're just yeah. like let's sue them and like didn't consult anyone and well, now hopefully yeah. Hopefully, Joseph Fares shows up at the Game Awards to accept an award for best family game. Which I don't know if that is what you should call it. <laughs> takes two. Yeah, that I mean, announcement it's, was it's a game about family, but a game that was an uh, extremely fun. They should have put twelve minutes in there. Yeah, like uh, I mean, they're like they're kind of like on the same level in terms of like family game. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, d- different reasons, but you know, yeah, in terms totally. of like. Let's let's sit down with the kids and play this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I hope Joseph Fares gets up there. It just like shreds them and does his fuck the Oscars approach, but just <laughs> directs it to take two. That'd be beautiful. Would be. That would make that show maybe worth it, but beyond that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, PlayStation Plus. Sony mm-hmm. back in the news. Uh, Everyone's favorite. I, I I just don't even. I feel like we've been hearing this for years at this point, like probably about two years now, uh, about PlayStation's Game Pass alternative answer, PlayStation Now replacement. Well, I feel like they need to. There's always there's always a sure. I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. Until it's Sony not, says something, yeah. I think this is all bullshit. Uh, like, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but the most recent report is that Sony is, or PlayStation, you know, uh, is reportedly going to offer a tiered subscription for a game streaming service uh, similar to Game Pass and maybe announce that in the spring, I believe. And yeah. like a higher tier will get you access to like say PS1, PS2, and like v- PlayStation Portable games or something like that. 
Yeah. You know, sort of like the Nintendo approach. Like, seems like maybe splitting the difference between Nintendo and Microsoft's approach to the subscription service. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing to offer offer backwards compatibility, of course. Like, it's sure. positive for things like game preservation and stuff. But I, I can't imagine they're doing it for game preservation reasons. They're doing it for freaking capitalism reasons. However... Who would want to play it, those old games? Yeah, no one. Yeah. The wheels aren't Jim, even around on those cars. Yeah. Like, what do you Jim, doing? Jim Ryan knows where it's at. Uh, he's with it. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's interesting to me because... I think a lot of modern trends, like it's because of Sony's competitiveness that we actually have the modern, um, just the way stuff is set up right now, I would say, because Xbox 360 set up Xbox Live. Well, Xbox originally set up Xbox Live, but you know, Xbox 360 really solidified and established that Xbox Live is for real. It's good. It has Xbox Live Arcade and all that stuff. Like indies were finally getting the spotlight. And Sony was just kind of seen as like being like the, dinosaur because playstation network sucked they didn't get trophies until like a couple years later uh but they were the ones who started offering playstation plus free games to get people onto the service um and that started a trend and then you know there was xbox live games with gold like because microsoft responded so like in a way like that whole trend started because of sony which started because of competition in the marketplace and like uh xbox has evolved they started the game pass and of course sony has to respond like that's just kind of the way it is and the way it has been so like that i don't think anyone should really be surprised that this is going to happen like it's it's going to happen sony has not been particularly competitive lately in a lot of ways i would say they're doing their own thing and for better or worse uh you know i i while i own a playstation 5 and i tend to like the games that Sony puts out like they're like don't trust the management there to like make the smart decisions or you know make the make the healthy decisions for the industry and you know if they do this like that would be you know at least on some level competing with Microsoft in this regard yeah from a consumer standpoint seems good uh, but I wonder what that does even more to like the indie space and like, you know, uh, the value of games and what people, what people spend money on and what they don't spend money on. And cause like, you know, it mm-hmm. suddenly is, are people not playing any indie unless it's on game pass or whatever PlayStation now's or, you know, yeah, PlayStation, which then I don't, I don't know what they're going to call it, but <laughs> PlayStation, PlayStation Vita 2 then is pretty good though. Um uh it's interesting because I feel like we've had these exact conversations before 10 years ago back when yeah. you know like Braid came out like that was one of the earliest ones or like uh Geometry Wars and stuff and those those were like 5 bucks. And then indie games went up to 10 bucks, then 15. And people were like, "Well, these are getting too expensive for me." Uh but then you know 15 kind of became the normal for indies. But now we're kind of going back to like a discreet ten to fifteen dollar purchase seems like a big investment. It's a lot for an indie, so it's it's like we we reach that point of normalcy, and now it's regressing back, kind of like not not yeah, commentary yeah. on it. It's just kind of that seems like the state of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but more just like if you know suddenly if or either 
you know, if everyone on PlayStation, not everyone, but, you know, if you have a bunch of people on PlayStation and a bunch of people on Xbox subscribe to these subscription services, mm. you know, are they going to stop, like, looking at, like, things off those subscription services? And, you know, we, st- we still yeah. see lots of games performing well and making sales. But, you know, what does that do to the market and what is getting made, what is getting funded? Uh, you know, because are they putting out, like, oh, well, we need to fund games that look like, you know, they're indie, but they're like high budget indie. So they're going to yeah. draw subscriptions and, you know, and so th- instead of, you know, they're making deals for to draw subscriptions in instead of just like deals to, you know, make sales and like do interesting, cool things. If yeah. they're, it'd be interesting to see what that does to the market. And then, you know, what just in general with like more, you know, triple A games or, you know, the, larger budget games your traditional 60 70 game whatever you know how does that affect sales because on xbox it seems like it hasn't affected sales too much or it's hard to say like you know it's games on xbox tend to sell less than playstation hard to know how much of that is like console install base versus game pass and all that but there's a lot of numbers that we don't know yeah i'd love to talk to some indies about it um especially because I'm curious how this affects um maybe not the development of the like you know the game itself but you know when it comes to the marketing side when it comes to the proliferation how are they approaching it like I I'd be interested in talking to someone like Vtran again just being like cuz obviously they they are on Game Pass now with Among Us and like I'm curious now like if you were making a game 5 years ago like Among Us uh 4 years ago I can't remember um, and your approach is we're going to sell this on steam. We're going to put this on itch.io. We're going to, you know, bring it to phones for free, uh, because that's, what's going to get us the biggest, uh, the most eyes on this game. Uh, and that seemed like it was kind of the norm for a lot of indies for a long time. Uh, and then, you know, you got for a while there, PlayStation was really good for indies. Xbox live arcade was really good for indies. Uh, switch to an extent, but not as much. Cause like, their discovery on switch is pretty bad. Um, yes, but like now, how does that change? Like do, f- now people who are building games at this exact moment, uh, and are thinking about how they're going to distribute it and how they're going to get it out there. Are they still looking at itch as much or are they like, we need to talk to Microsoft right now and get the cogs in motion for getting us on game pass. Cause like, is that, uh, is that, yeah. is that how they do it? Like, well, uh, uh, I'm not sure. Dave makes, a creator mm, of Mixalumia was yeah. tweeting just the other day about their their revenue split from Steam versus Itch, uh, yeah. and it was I think Steam came out. It was like, I can't remember if it was before or after taxes, but Steam came out like just ahead uh, so far this year, or however you know uh, recently with, or it might it might be like you know lifetime sales i'm not sure but it came out on steam at later it did uh, yeah, than like itch, six, but six it, months or something yeah but steam was like 54 56 percent and itch was you know the, the remainder. remainder uh and so you know that's that's still a healthy amount uh for itch and that's probably i don't know what that looks like for other devs but yeah. you know if it seems like itch is only getting more and more like renown and more use especially for indie stuff because steam is a fucking nightmare for especially for indie games because 
because of the percentage. if you well the percentage and like the way the store surfaces things and oh sure the the amount of hentai games and you know porn yeah, games on not there ne- not nearly just, enough yeah and so you know you just uh so there are constant like and the constant like flood of just like garbage like 99 cent sure. games or whatever put on there yeah. or like achievement farming games or you know whatever it is is like, that a thing oh yeah 100 percent. there are games why? that are just there because i don't know i don't know why anyone cares about steam achievements Here, here's a just get the steam steam achievement manager you can get 100 exactly. percent achievements on all your games like it doesn't matter yeah yeah no but people just want more numbers or whatever i don't That's know weird anyways sorry i didn't know that yeah. was a thing yes so but yeah so there's just like bullshit like that uh mm-hmm. that uh so like steam is probably like a less attractive avenue for small developers right so it, it, it seems becomes like... more accessible it's more you know you can have more options you can do like uh hey pay like it's free but if you like it like throw me some money or you know and you can kind of just like throw up whatever and you know cool bundles or whatever and like support causes and whatnot so it seems like it's just becoming more important and more feasible as like a revenue source and if i remember correctly i haven't seen it actually enacted in a while doesn't itch offer that kind of band camp style pay what you want for this game depends on the game like yeah like i think it's something they can opt into yeah that that, yeah uh, that is the uh that is a a form a form of payment you can choose yeah yeah which i think like steam doesn't offer that and i don't think they ever will no. um no no because that would be that would be crazy to assume they would ever do that um and i don't know like it is really i don't want to say it's like a rock in a hard place because it's not it but it's just you have to balance the fact that steam has a much larger audience which is probably why yeah. Mixalumia, you know, has more yeah. more sales there, just because there's more people there, uh, versus uh, Itch, which is just friendlier to indies, frankly. Like yeah. it, it, for again, for discoverability, for actual in, like support for the devs and just everything of that nature. Like they get more control, which is yeah better. So like, Steam is just like the Wild West, <laughs> and Valve like doesn't care. <laughs> yeah and, and of, i mean like of, itch yeah. is itch has a lot of weird stuff on it too and sure. you know and i i mean that in like not like a pejorative way or anything just that you know there's a lot of there there's is a lot a, of extremely wide, there is stuff. there there is a wide breadth of things on itch and yeah. and it's not all here's a bunch of porn games there are there are porny games on itch uh yeah. certainly more adult sure. themes but it's not hentai boob slider puzzle three or whatever don't give away game of the year <laughs> got like a month we can't just start talking about our s tier games yet hentai boob slider three is a classic <laughs> love love really hitting home i see yeah uh yeah, I, I, you know what? In the middle of that conversation, I forgot what we were even talking about, and then I realized uh, we were talking about yeah, PlayStation were talking Plus, about Game Pass, and yeah, yeah, yeah the, the and services. So yeah, and yeah. But like, again, I was talking I, about Steam and indie. What are we doing? But yeah, because again, what I would do? love, I would love to talk about indies or two indie developers rather, and just see how their their approaches have changed. But 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I would. Know, whatever. PlayStation Plus tiered service. It's fine. It's, it's going to happen. We'll, we'll see uh, if it actually happens. I, I would be. I, I would be extremely surprised if it didn't happen. Sure. And there was like uh, Sony making the deal with Microsoft to do some like sort of like Azure cloud. Oh, that's that seems stuff. Uh, that seems so, unre- I would say that's relatively unrelated. I don't think it's going to share technology, but uh, uh, well, maybe well, maybe I mean, it well, will. I mean, like, maybe it will. I mean, because well, because there was when that because they were there was like a you know a, an understanding a, a statement of purpose understanding. I don't know. Uh, basically, Sony signed a deal that said, "Oh, we're going to do like." cloud stuff through Azure and Microsoft and stuff. And then like Sony engineers were like, Oh motherfucker. We were like, we worked so hard on like our own in-house solution. And then you saw, Oh my God, God damn. Okay. Well, we're going to have to back to the drawing board. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't as be you- surprised if like, as part of like reworking like all their stuff and like getting it into like, you know, doing it through like Azure or whatever changing yeah. up the service and like altering it and yeah. not like oh this is only pa- capable with that power just like as they move stuff around like get it up and going also change the service yeah makes sense and i can again i'm going off of what you're saying i haven't read any articles about it but like there there is certainly a difference between doing stuff on premises like on prem versus in the cloud and like, like yes. you you just have different options available to you when you have full yes. control over the hardware and servers and stuff like that versus yes, yes. when you're using someone else's machines. So yes, who knows? Well, and also like, you know, Microsoft is going to have a lot more servers and a lot more places than Sony would. Oh yeah. Azure's, Azure's really good. Structure in place. Yeah. 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 But then like, you know, what's, you know, uh, is it going to be streaming or is it, you know, it, it'll probably be a mix of streaming and installed. Cause I mean, that's what PlayStation now is now is you can, install things that you could normally install and you can stream everything else. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's enough Anyways. about PlayStation plus. Yeah. Uh, Mix now on steam. Yeah. <laughs> Mix Lumia. Very good. Les- <laughs> as many people call it lesbian Tetris. I've never heard uh, that. And that's fantastic. Oh yes. Yes. This is uh, lesbian really Tetris is uh, a common, uh, a common name for it. Um, okay. the PlayStation Plus. One of the PlayStation Plus games this month is uh, Godfall, oh. but it's a. It's <laughs> we a don't weird, have that on our news, but yeah, it's not. But it's a weird version of Godfall that cuts out like all of the campaign, and you basically yeah. just start at the end game. Skips you at the end. <laughs> like, didn't and, they like? Didn't they say they're like, oh, we want to protect the campaign for those who actually want to buy it, blah, 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 and stuff? It's, like, I, it's I, really I, bizarre. It's really yeah, bizarre. I was like, what? Uh, Gearbox, very strange. Uh, Gearbox published? Do they make it? I don't even know. I it, think they made very it. Very strange. Uh, Let me Sam Sam played uh, Godfall, gave it two stars. Yeah. Uh, it oh, did no. not Counter, sound like a particular... Counterplay Games is the developer. Gearbox so published. published. Yeah, they published, yeah. Uh, it's very... Just, like, why? Why are you... Why did you make a separate version of the game for... like? I don't like oh, the precedence weird. that sets. I, like I don't like that. It 
leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It's, like it's like here's this free game from PlayStation Plus. You're big, you're getting the trial version. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they've they've uh, explicitly uh, said it's not a trial version, but like still, it's, it kind of comes across that way. <laughs> and yeah, it didn't it and it didn't sound like it's a particular good game either. Like I've not heard yeah. anyone and. If you if you're like oh we're gonna start you in the end game that makes it seem like it's supposed to be game as a service but I don't think there's like been any like ongoing support for it really like not maybe some I've patches seen. here and there but there's no like yeah and if there is no one's like, talking about it it's not it's not a destiny you know like yeah 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 so like what 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 do you what <laughs> anyway that's the right reaction that's that that is a very strange one. Uh, yes. Uh, in bad news, Activision keeps keeps the hits coming. Uh-huh. There's, a couple, there's a couple things, but this week we're going to talk about uh, randomly, unexpectedly, yeah, yeah, laying off. My understanding was it was a lot of the QA team. It, yeah. Is it more than QA or maybe? Well, but QA is what I'd largely seen. But yeah, okay. So QA at Raven, who mm-hmm. are uh, woolworking, doing a lot of work on Call Warzone, Duty, but Warzone Call specifically, War, yeah, Warzone, yeah. Um, and they just unexpectedly uh, announced layoffs and laid off a bunch of people, and then said we'll be meeting with people individually uh, into next week to let them know, and like. And like you do that on a Friday, you go, oh, we're going to start letting people laying people off. And you'll know if you don't know today, you'll know next week. What the fuck? Yeah. So basically what they did is to my understanding is permanent contracted employees were let go on Friday and they're going to talk to the contractors next week. So that's going to be a, like, you know, I can only imagine that they're just super anxious. Yeah. Uh, what, three weeks before Christmas. Uh I was seeing a lot of people recently moved like to relocated out of pocket to for this job and they were let go and like this is not uh uncommon for uh Activision like we like every year there's like Activision let go 800 employees and then 6 months later Act or Activision Blizzard hiring 800 employees yep and just why you need 800 employees huh weird completely completely unrelated i looked up some other just i was just curious uh warzone it's you know raven raven did a lot of development on that they made about 1.3 billion over the past year so oh yeah just Uh just saying you know like that's pretty rough like i I imagine they can't pay these contractors like that's yeah yeah, no, it's, so it's, you know, I mean, so Bobby Kotick had to, you know, Bobby Kotick had to stop taking a salary this year because Activision's in just like financial hardship. It's, they're in the, you know, they're in the doghouse uh, yep. in terms of finances and they're just, yeah, you know, that, pesky, that pesky government getting in the way of their, their gaslighting. They, they need to make sure that it can continue uh, unabated. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, it's another like, Hey, take two. It's, hey, Activision. Yeah. Hey, you guys up at the top who seem to have just lost any kind of semblance of understanding of what ha- what is happening at the lower levels. Well, they know when they're, they're, but they're just completely out of touch with like fucking human beings. I don't even. Yeah, it's it's 
<laughs> I, I would not I feel, want to be in I, PR at Activision. No, I f- and I feel for those QA people, especially because, like, from oh, my 100%. understanding and just reading what a lot of reception has been from ex uh, employees at Activision and Raven specifically in the QA department, saying, "I left because they treat their QA department like shit. Like they yeah. treat the people there like no, like it's it they dehumanize like that's them." That's a problem and, across the industry. Uh, like treated, you know, whether they're contracted employees that are treated as not part of like the actual like team like Mm. literally sequestered away from like you know oh you can't join this party because you you know like second class citizens or something yeah qa person yeah Yeah, like screw that these these studios die without qa like they they should be treating the qa like gods and Mm -hmm. the fact that they get so little respect is just so stupid So, uh, yeah, that's hearts go out to all the people affected and hopefully they can quickly find something to shore up, you know, some, yeah, land on their feet. Also, yeah, yeah, there's other stuff happening with Activision Blizzard, uh, this week. Let's just, let's just not. Multiple, but we're not going to go into it. (laughs) We've, we've, we're already existential dread enough on this podcast. We don't need to keep diving into this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it keeps, it keeps happening and it's just, one of those things is like, you would think it would get better. Good in a way, but yeah. Anyway, uh, next up. We got a couple of respawn uh, related news things. Uh, one is oh yeah, it's a bummer, uh, but kind of makes sense. But still, uh, Titanfall is going to be uh, taken down, removed from sale. The original Titanfall, not Titanfall two, yeah, Titanfall original 1. Titanfall on yeah. the Xbox One and uh, PC. See. No longer for sale, and it will be removed from subscription services on March 1st, 2022. The servers will be, like, left up, so people who own the game can still play it. But, uh, let's see. So, they put out a note you know, on Twitter. Uh, Pilots, Titanfall is part of our DNA at Respawn. It's a game that showcased the ambitions of the studio when it was first released more than seven years ago, and it continues to be a beacon of innovation that we strive for in all of our games. We've made the decision to discontinue new sales of the original Titanfall game starting today, and we'll be removing the game from subscription services on March 1st, 2022. We will, however, be keeping servers alive for the dedicated. Uh, Yeah, so basically that, uh, they don't say anything about like, Really? Uh, okay. Rest assured, Titanfall is core to Respawn's DNA, and this incredible universe will continue today in Titanfall 2 with Apex Legends and in the future. Franchise is a North Star with the caliber of experiences we will continue to create here at Respawn. There's no, like, it's, stay tuned for more, but... Uh, well, it's interesting. I think mean, it's, like, in the future, but, yeah. Because, like, I just looked it up. It was episode 180 back in July... We were talking about that time Apex got hacked, which was specifically because they sent those messages and re, re, uh, redirected to that website that was like, hey, Titanfall 1 is unplayable because of hackers. Yep. And so it's not a new issue at all. Was that um, Titanfall 1 or Titanfall 2? It was Titanfall 1. Okay. Uh, Titanfall 2 was also involved, but Titanfall 1 specifically became 
borderline unplayable because of um yeah because of hackers and i imagine and from what it seems like that's what's happening again <laughs> like yeah. like and it's so, because of these hackers yeah. that they're just basically like we we can't call this we don't have the resources for it yeah and so yeah they're going to leave the servers up but if it's just all you know hackers and messing up you know what's the point you know uh if it yeah. just be unplayable uh, either way so yeah, yeah that's weird yeah i'm not but, i'm not i'm not surprised i guess but eh. yeah titanfall like, titanfall 2 good games I, and I will say, I think Titanfall Two is a significantly better game than Titanfall yes. One. I don't know if you've ever yes. played Titanfall they, they, One. Like it's it's fine. Uh, yeah, it it, it definitely yeah. set the the groundwork. But Titanfall yeah. Two is just a, a better game, in my opinion. Yes, one hundred one hundred percent. I yeah, Titanfall Two. Really good, <laughs> but I I shouldn't because I've got a bunch of other games that I should be playing. Nah, uh, Titanfall Two is good. Play Love Love. Basically the same uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's what I saw on the Steam page. Yep. Um, <laughs> last news story. Uh, it's, I, I think it. I think it's good. Uh, hopefully, it's a positive. Uh, Vince Zampella from Respawn, creators of Titanfall. Uh, Vince Zampella also uh, one of the creative minds that brought us Modern Warfare uh, as, on the as in Call of Duty PS3, Call, Call of Duty, Duty Modern Warfare. Yes, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. That uh, that, that of, hot banger. That that of Infinity Ward game. that destroyed yeah. Infinity Ward eventually because Activision wanted to exert too much control. That one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a lot going on there. Um, Thanks, Activision. Anyway, uh, Vince Zampella, uh, after being purchased by EA, has Vince Zampella was as, purchased by EA. <laughs> well, you know, after after Respawn was purchased by EA, yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah, Vince has been working his way up like the ladder and into various different like leadership roles. And it looks like Vince is now going to be heading up the Battlefield franchise going forward. Yeah, which is funny to me. You know, he uh-huh. he is the one who revolutionized Call of Duty. Now he's at the top of Battlefield, who are generally considered pretty direct competitors. Made. Yeah. So he, he revolutionized like kind of the console FPS uh, yeah. and like fps's in general like pro- at that progression time. systems like, and yeah yeah like very responsible for a lot of the stuff in the modern uh fps yeah and then went off made titanfall titanfall 2 and just like you know created another hot ass well, banger and apex legends like yeah. You can't you cannot discount apex legends even if none of yes, us play yes, it yes yes <laughs> yeah like, but yeah uh, but Yes, uh, wouldn't have wouldn't have uh, Apex Legends without Titanfall two. Nope, uh, but yes, not. and uh, <laughs> yeah. So Vince is just you know hot shit on the uh, FPS circuit, and yeah. so now he's made the rounds and he's made his way over to Battlefield, and will be kind of heading up the the Battlefield universe. I believe they call it. Uh, which I think is weird, but I'm surprised they don't call it the metaverse. <laughs> considering, uh, considering, let's see. uh, yeah, I, which have... I, I guess we should say, like, for more context, the dice GM basically left this week, also, 
Did they? Like, did they? I thought they were like announcing the resignation, but they're like leaving in like a few months. But it's like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm gonna oversee like basically maybe until the first season is out or something, and then I'm gone. Or I I don't know exactly. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Uh, Oscar Gabrielson. Yeah, it looks like he he talks about having been there since like Battlefield Three. Um, and he says he's made one of the hardest decisions of his life to leave Dice and EA. Uh, this was a tweet I can link it in the show notes if we want. But, I am, but um, yeah. So it looks like it was quote unquote his choice. Um, yeah. I have included it in the show notes there, but it's again. It's really weird in, okay, I think there's two halves to the dice side of the story and the Battlefield 2042 side of the story, like pre, like thinking it separately from Vince going there. And on one hand, the community has been just a nightmare, (laughs) as we described earlier, just super cynical about stuff that doesn't even seem to matter, super, uh, super abrasive about it is what I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is terrible and like it has to be demoralizing as a dev. However, in some capacity, seeing that player players do have some amount of agency, even with big companies like EA is kind of positive. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm not saying I support it in this exact scenario, but like the fact that they are listening to community, the fact that they are making changes based on that, is positive even if i don't think the changes they're making are the right ones so like you know there's multiple aspects to that but i think it sucks that the dice gm if it's because of this this response like that's why he feels he has to leave Mm -hmm. like if so i think that's total bs yeah but but yeah yeah. i they He's also been there a long time, and yeah, if twelve years, you know, better thirteen oppor- years is a long better opportunity. Yeah, better opportunity came up. Hey, that's that's awesome. Uh, no one, barely anyone stays in the game industry for that long, <laughs> unless they're yeah uh, at, the, at the head. Yeah, uh, apparently, as part of this, EA is wanting to build a connected Battlefield universe with more experiences and like more storytelling opportunities. Uh, storytelling. Oh, they're bringing back Bad Company. I hope so uh maybe like you know uh what is the the intent is not to replace 2042 but to create a connected battlefield universe which but let let, they kind of have already done with portal sure yeah and maybe they build that out into like a different thing or you know expand it who knows hear me out hearing like uh vince we already talked about titanfall 2 hmm Battlefield 2142 2. 2142 2, like Square Enix style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not 2142 2, as in 21,422. Because then we're getting into Warhammer territory. Yeah, no, 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 no. Halfway to Warhammer. Uh,. No, yeah, you know, just give us some mechs. Battlefield gamers can have little a mech as a treat. Pondering my mech. Um, but like that, thinking about it that way, I guess 
that's interesting that Battlefield. I don't. I don't, was, I, don't I don't think they'll actually do that. But 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 I, I just never really thought about the fact that Battlefield twenty one forty two is almost like a progenitor to something like uh, Titanfall. Yeah. I I had a PC gamer mag uh, in like middle school maybe that I got from like some fundraiser at you know school like oh gotta buy buy a mag money for the school scholastic scholastic uh, book fairs yeah kind of yeah kind of thing and I had a PC gamer mag and it's the only one I had but I read I read about twenty one forty two so much I'm like oh man this game looks awesome I never played it it's it's good it's not great but it's good. Uh, if only it was in Portal, they should add Battlefield twenty one forty two to Portal. It'd be cool if they did. Uh, but also, I have like I've I've like messed around with some of the Portal stuff. I was like, eh, this is I guess this is fine, but like it's not. I, I imagine it's, it's part not... of it's the smaller player count. Like I got in like I got into like a Battlefield two rush game, and it was like seven people in the game or something yeah i can't so. imagine that would be particularly engaging <laughs> yeah um i i also imagine a lot of it is nostalgia play like if you didn't play those old games yeah. i don't know if it would hold up yeah yeah it was like okay like i guess but like yeah none of those games like ever stuck for me uh when i tried them and so uh yeah but, but battlefield 2042 has been pretty good uh and it's everything I want, but I think there's some rumors that Battlefield Six, uh, Tom, I think Tom Henderson was tweeting out that Battlefield Six is going to be more of a hero shooter type thing. Yeah, I saw some of that, which is weird. Yeah, you know, uh, some people say like, "Oh, it's just a hero shooter now." I'm like, I, I, you just, you just have like, move. I don't, I don't really see the difference between like what battlefield is now and what it was before other than you can have like rocket launchers on as many people as you want kind of thing like you're not as limited but yeah i just don't like you they they changed what you had what you're they changed what is like the designated thing but they gave your gun like your guns can be whatever so like i i don't know i don't understand people gonna go live in the mountains live under a rock <laughs> yeah i've just stopped engaging with the community in that aspect for the yeah, most part <laughs> I, I i have not looked at the community at all but i see people on you know on social media or like you know in a you know in group like facebook groups or whatever like bitching yeah. about father winter skin and i'm like like oh how are they gonna put this out when the game is busted i'm like motherfucker who do you think is making the are the artists gonna go fix all fix all those bugs what like yeah what are you what are you talking about <sighs> anyway anyways uh, <laughs> that is it for the news and uh, which it. means that is it for this episode of the gaming fix podcast episode 201 on december 4th 2021. I have been your host. 2021. Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite channel. Channel, TV channel. There we go. I forgot. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to come up. I was like, by the time I say it, it'll be there. And it wasn't. 
Thank you. <laughs> no, go, uh, no cover, don't worry. It, it, it's this, yeah, no. I mean, this isn't even as late as we uh, usually go, and still, but that, yeah. This is usually when we were, were wrapping up before daylight saving stuff changed. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, you can find me. Oh, uh, and the wet gamer. Don't I can't forget that. Gotta got get that in there. Yeah, uh, of course. You can find me on Twitter at at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, or Twitch, C-O-L-E-S-L-4-W. What, is, is the wet gamer uh, taken? I'm just Googling the wet gamer on, well, Google, uh, and uh-huh. what comes up is wet the video game, but if I put the wet gamer in quotes, you're the first result, <laughs> yes. Well, that's good, that's good. <laughs> the wet game. oh, I got the wet gamer YouTube. Yeah, and wait, what is what is cross video days? Oh, because apparently you're on there too. I don't know what that is. I'm trying to load it and it won't even load. No idea. And Zona Pediatrica. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is, but no um, idea. That. uh anyway neither, neither of those are loading for me anyways the wet gamer. <laughs> the wet gamer uh has will will bless you this holiday uh if you need holiday gifts you can go over to my merch store find my 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 twitter and then you can find my merch store and my pin tweet and get holiday gifts for all your loved ones yeah wet you gamer. See it. stay wet mugs blankets shirts Mouse pad, Whatever. We got it, it all. Shows up on spring, spring form, not spring form. What's it called? The stream elements. Oh, oh, like a like an iPhone iPhone ten case. Nice. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? Probably walking at the end uh, later today, putting up some Christmas lights, um, to petting my kitty cat, putting my face in my kitty cat because he's very soft. Um, it's a good way to stress relief. Uh, you know, nice. All all the above. Sounds good. Sounds good. And we'll be back next week. Uh, to talk about, I'm going to say Activision. Probably (laughs) somehow, some way. (laughs) I'm sure there'll be, there'll be new game announcements to talk about. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, The game awards is happening. Right. Right. But, okay. I don't know if I'm gonna watch that. I yeah no. But we'll, we'll I, I, the, the games will still be announced no matter the case. Yeah. So and I'm sure there'll be something we're interested in announced. Yeah. Um, Umineko two. I don't the think the they can do that. <laughs> is uh, Weird West coming out? Like oh, wow. previews happened, and yeah. it's, uh, it's supposed to be this year, I thought, and it's still not. Anyway, I forgot about, yeah, I forgot uh, about that. I, uh, I'm gonna try to play like a new game for them. The, the uh, game is so set to be I'll released to talk about. on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in January 2022. January. Oh, okay, January 2022. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's uh, good to know. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing that. So yeah. next year seems weird and westerly. Yeah, what? Yeah, 
very Western, very weird. Uh, but that's all for today. Thanks for joining me, Alex. It was always a pleasure. Likewise. And uh, I'll see you next week. Stay wet, gamers. <laughs>